This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Hello and welcome to another exciting adventure. It is the Two-Headed Nerds. Second show we call Cover to Cover. We do it live. And we do it with you jerks. And here's how to play along. You can call us at 402-819-4894 and talk to us live. You can get on our Facebook Live and watch the video and uh, chat with us there. Maybe you've got a funny voice. Maybe you're embarrassed of it. Maybe you're afraid we'll make fun of you. Yeah. We will. All of those things are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke is already here. Jason McGuire, Adam Wednesday, and Pip Pip. Chris, the British guy. Oh, my God. Where's he Chris, the British guy? We haven't heard from any of our British friends for a while. No, it's true. Remember when we talked about if we're going to yell in the microphone, we're going to lean back a little bit? No. Because you just blew my head off. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. It was a whole thing. We talk about a lot of stuff. You can also send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Say, I don't know, maybe you're British and you live on a little British island across the ocean. Yeah. And uh, you don't have time to call us live or uh, the phones are real expensive over there. I don't even know how it works, right? I know you press Do like, you not know how technology works like in zero, England? zero, and then the operator comes on and you're like, call the other, call the new world. And they're like, one moment. <laughs> hello, hello, ma'am. Please dial the Americans. <laughs> we have all manner of crazy business to talk about today, uh, but before we get into any of that. This is Chris's first time dropping in on Cover to Cover. No kidding. Look at this guy. Give him some love. I did. Him I gave hearts. him. I gave hearts, him a heart. Hearts, 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 Okay, but th- th- when, you Somebody's click on crying. The, when you click on the hearts, that's not. What does it matter? You can't give yourself hearts, man. Why? Look, if, they, if I got a nickel every time I did one, I'd understand why we shouldn't, but like, <laughs> that is not the case. All right. <laughs> Uh, are we doing a thing here? Yeah, before we, we get into show? before we get into any of this business, we need to reset the question of the week. That's your job. Yeah, you I got it. it. You do that. Yeah, I do. This week's question was submitted by Harvey Locust via the THN forums. We've all read comics that were based on movies, TV, books, or video games. It's and true. We've already talked about our favorites. Now I want to hear about the worst. What is that one tie-in, prequel, sequel, or spin-off of a book, movie, show, game, etc.? That you wish you never read, and what made it leave such a bad taste in your mouth? Okay. Phone lines are open, 402-819-4894. We would love to hear from you. There's plenty to talk about. Before we uh, went live, we began discussing the latest DC (laughs) timeline news, which a while ago they threw out that whole 5G timeline, whatever. Yeah. Uh, That was New York Comic Con, right? Uh, yeah, yes, I think that is correct. Yes. And it was like, it and showed, it was like, it was, it it's was all there purpose, purposely, purposefully fuzzy so that you couldn't like make it out completely. Right. But the idea was it's all here. It all happened. Starting the golden age and moving forward. Yes. And then happened. there were all, and then there were these break, the breaks were like, well, here was a crisis and here was a crisis and right. here was flashpoint and here was whatever. So that's kind of how the, that's a G that's a, how, that's how those G's got yeah, broken yeah. up. That's how the G's roll. Yeah. So. We, the latest story is that they have pushed Batman's timeline to a point where he has been Batman for around 40 years. And my first thought was, okay, so 
when he was 20 years old, he becomes Batman and now he's 60. Lazarus Pit. That's not the case, though. Lazarus Pit. Well, it's the G's in this case. It's the G's. It's yeah. the G's doing it, right? It's nothing but a G thing. Because uh, you started to talk about how this Wonder Woman thing. Wonder Woman 750 comes out uh, a week after next, and it is going to be the first official appearance of this retconned DC timeline, pl- placing Wonder Woman uh, in World War One or two as, right. the f- as DC's first superhero. Then there was a G. Well, then there was the, then it was the Golden Age. That was the Golden Age. OK, so and then, and then, there's then the a Golden G. Age ends when uh, with probably like Green Lantern, Barry sure. Allen, right? I forget Barry Allen and and how right? Well, Barry Allen, Barry Allen was Barry, the first appearance of the Flash was the beginning of the Silver Age. This is an undisputed comic book historical fact, okay. right? Uh, so showcase number four, nineteen fifty five, I think, uh, is the start of the Silver Age. So that that wasn't really a crisis, um, but then but from that came like the idea of the multiverse. Do we know that the G's are crises? No. But some of the G's end with a crisis. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> you know, you like, some of you G's is crises too. Yeah, you know? like the Bronze Age ends with Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then it's and then the next G begins. Good morning, Eric. Good Geek. morning, Eric White. Famous local artist, Eric White, yeah. geeky white guy. Like that guy. I'm going to shoot him some hearts. Heart, 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 we're doing heart, our, heart, heart, we're heart, doing heart, our heart. daily drawing challenge. You guys heart, should heart, check heart. it out. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Heart, 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 heart. Those, he does not know that those are for him. It doesn't matter. I'm telling him. Because they're just appearing in the ether. But he's hearing it. All right. Yeah. He here's my he's mouth. He's hearing say you it. say heart, 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 yeah, heart, yeah, heart, yeah, heart, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how you express affection. <laughs> yes. So each Robin is going to have a full Robin career. Basically, we're going to say like, again, this is all speculation. We speculation. don't know anything about how the G's work or, or like because they're obviously like there are obviously moments where the timeline resets because Batman is not an 80 year old man. No, obviously. Uh, Does this further your theory that maybe James Tinian is keeping the boat afloat? Oh, I know it. Until, Baby, I know it. Yeah. He's already said that his run is three planned arcs. Yeah. Which means that'll get you right up to a hundo. <laughs> right. And then boom, we're done here. Yeah. It's Which, the hat. It's the hat gives me rhyming power. That's it, right. Is that what it is? That's that's Adam's theory. It's the hat, baby. Yeah, yeah. I like. Maybe we should do that more often. Eric said those hearts are hitting my ear holes. See, there we go. Good job. Um, I was saying the hat was very LL Cool J. Let's just get this over with. Oh, okay. I just want to see. I just want to see how bad it is. You just look like your normal Lego head. You're fine. I have to wait for the video to catch up. You look like your normal Lego hair. I don't have Lego hair. Yeah, you do. No. It snaps on. No. Yeah. You're like a Lego fireman. Let's see. Let's check the tape. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah, he's got Lego hair. That's rough. Oh, get out of here. That's on. nothing. Put in the habit. You guys, um, some of you might not know this because you're not from Omaha, Nebraska, USA. But it's cold as balls here. No, we can't complain because it's the first cold day we've had of winter. It's true. It's true. I mean, really. But it went from 40 degrees to 8 well, <laughs> degrees yeah. in the span of 24 there were hours. tornadoes last night in Texas. So. Yeah, you know. I saw uh, Art of Jason. Climate change is know. a hoax. <laughs> yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all perpetrated by big him, science. Go outside. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson's out there pimping <laughs> the climate change, <laughs> put light in his pockets. Making a sweet, sweet anti-climate change He's money. not even a climate scientist. <laughs> 402-819-4894. We would love to hear from you. And the phone line is open. There was also a hilarious story that leaked yesterday that Disney confirmed that the New Mutants is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Done. Boom. 
We don't need no timeline. We don't need no plans. We don't need to roll anything out at San Diego, part of the cinematic universe. It's over. There you go. That's how they're introducing mutants in the universe. Um, I doubt it. No, <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. It's not what happened. Uh, apologies for that delay. I was answering John Littrell's question. Okay. It's not what's happening. There was a D23 newsletter. Yes, which is an official which is document produced by Disney. It is a thing. Uh, where where the person says, well, New Mutants, a, a, the most ex- uh, an exciting addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll read what they wrote. Yeah. And this is obviously some poor kid that works for the D23 newsletter. Sure. Was just like, yeah, I'll write this up. No problem. Yeah, yeah. There's a seriously electrifying new addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it comes in the form of the latest from 20th Century Fox and Marvel Entertainment. The New Mutants is an original horror thriller set in an isolated hospital. Okay. Now. I have something to add about that. <laughs> uh, oh, no. That was Doctor Strange. Sorry. Hmm. New, New Mutants has always been branded as a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange. We'll talk about that next. Sure. But, yeah, no. It, I this think they, I think it's it's America. either it's it, they've already taken it off the website. Right. It's either uh, 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 they're misspeaking or they didn't understand that the term when you Marvel say, Cinematic right. Universe means a very specific when you say thing. those words. Right. It is like. Specifically. <laughs> Yeah, it is like uh, MGM's Dark Universe. Right. <laughs> that started and ended with The Mummy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Although we are getting an Invisible Man movie. Yeah, but it's not part of it. No. <laughs> that, that, that Dark Universe shit didn't pick And up. this Invisible Man is a pervert, man. Oof, I mean, like I would be too, let's be honest. <laughs> you're already, <laughs> you're, like, you you're already a pervert. If I was invisible, yeah, I'd do terrible shit. I'd, like, <laughs> I'm owning it, though. So I know I have a problem. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? JD got a catch. Good morning, JD. Thank you for rescuing us Thank from you, ourselves. Sir. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, more importantly, <sighs> what are we rapping about this morning? Um, well, uh, MCU news. Okay. MCU news. Um, We're going to put news in quotes new because quote. none of this <laughs> is confirmed by actual Marvel Studios. Yeah. The new thing is to break a story on the internet yeah. as fast as you can, no matter, <laughs> and don't let truth get in the way. You right, know? right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, that's what right, they, so they call it. it out there. They call it, they say it's reported. Yeah, reported. It's being reported well, that. I, yeah. I, I understand that, you know, like casting news, I know, but I thought the Derek Robert or the Derrickson thing with uh, yes. Doctor Strange 2 was. Weird was well. I mean, but it was kind of uh, you know reported. I mean, it was not just reported, but confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for sure, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Scott Derrickson was direct. Who directed the first uh, Doctor Strange is no longer directing the second one. He has stepped away. Creative differences. Uh, Marvel. They both Marvel and Disney. Or pardon me, Disney and uh, Derrickson, and I suppose Marvel's in there. Uh, they've all come out and said Hopefully. it was a mutual decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. staying on as uh, on, on as executive producer or whatever. I'm staying on as producer. Shit. I guarantee chairs were thrown. There was some screaming and yelling. And then the lawyers come in and they say, you're going to sign this. We're going to give you some money. You're going to go away. And if you ever talk again, Mickey Mouse will shoot you in the back of the head. You know, and that's that. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I mean, actually, Mickey doesn't I, do his I, own hits. You know, it's the thing I read was actually it was just that uh, they wanted him to scale back on the horror. Right, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I intimated earlier when we were talking about. He New was Mutants. the first one. He came out uh, and said it's when, a horror. When movie. it was announced, yeah, there was like, yeah, this is the Marvel Universe's first horror movie. And then Kevin Feige was like, it's not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. somebody uh, put up that and tweet, then, and then he quit. <laughs> yeah. Somebody put up that tweet right. like right after he quit, and it was like. 
tweet one from Derrickson. It's like, it's the MCU's first horror movie. Tweet two, Kevin Feige. It's not really so much of a horror movie. Tweet three, Scott, Scott Derrickson <laughs> leaves Doctor Strange. And then it was a picture. Yeah. It was a gif of this little girl throwing it at a chair. <laughs> uh, now, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's what's interesting about that is, is the fact that the quote unquote news that's been coming out after that. Look at those hearts from Ethan. Wow. Hasn't been negative about the movie. It, it hasn't intimated that the movie's in any kind of trouble or anything. In fact, a lot of the reports, a lot of the stories I've read are still talking about that. This is just signs that it's going to be one of the most interesting MCU films. Right. And it like Marvel, Marvel came right out and said, there are no delays. We are still well, planning to a ton of it. No, haven't they? It's, they start shooting. No, this. Oh, spring, I thought they had already. I thought they'd already started shooting. Okay. No, no. Um, so yeah, it, like shooting no, is shooting is on schedule. Yet. Uh, we're still planning it for the same 2021 date we had announced, right. like all systems go. Uh, and yeah, so I don't know. I, we went through this with Hey man. True. And those movies mm-hmm. turned out to be treasures. Yeah. So, yeah. And everyone was like, how dare you fire Edgar Wright? Like genius no. auteur filmmaker Edgar Wright. But what are you shit, crazy? You know, wasn't the Edgar I Wright was, thing similar though? Of that. Wasn't the Edgar Wright thing similar where Edgar Wright left? I think it was a similar, it like, like, it, it was the fired. same, like, soundbitey nonsense where it's like mutual disagreement right. or uh, okay. creative differences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's no way to know. Right. Um, and so, and yeah, and so like he got like a story credit, right. you know, because they used part of his ideas. Well, and Derrickson's still executive producer of this. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm not worried at which, all. Marvel which if, definitely means that there's probably not, not really any hard feelings. I would hope. Yeah. Or at least a huge check was Or right. a huge paycheck, right? For the right amount of money, thing. you can hurt my feelings as bad as you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly. You know, I just, I, I, after 22 movies, I'm not worried that Marvel doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Now, with well, that said, what's interesting about we saw yeah. something happen to, with Solo, the Star Wars movie, which I like that movie. I, I it was fine. It, it didn't turn out as great as everybody would have liked. And I think if something like that were to happen in the Marvel universe, people would freak the fuck out. People would yeah, but the freak difference between out. That one was is that is that Lord Wright had already filmed a good portion of that That's film. True. That's that true. movie was Ron well Howard yeah. came in. You know, it was almost a Whedon Snyder situation more than this. this yeah. is, the movie's not even started yet. You mean when Joss Whedon ruined the Justice League movie and we and like if we could get the <laughs> Snyder cut, it would just be so much better. Oh my god. Yeah, that's about right. Sure. Uh, One more word yeah, about we'll the Snyder cut. I'm gonna kill somebody. Now, 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 to pivot real quick in the MCU rumor mill, uh, I know a while back I had mentioned that there was rumblings about Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe being Wolverine. Oh God! <laughs> and everyone laughed. Uh, uh, uh. Now, but no. here's the thing. Now he's up for no. That's that's gone. He was that was a joke that he had made that people took too far. Can he even uh, grow facial no, hair? But I don't think he can. I think he's too. There fresh. is legitimate. Yeah, he can. He has. Can uh, British people grow facial hair? I know Scots can, but I don't know about Brits. <laughs> Some. Okay. But there is legitimate, uh, legitimate buzz about him playing another MCU character. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, there's talks of him playing Mark Spector. Okay. Hmm. Sure. 
I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm, I'm all about it. I don't hate it. I, I don't know. I don't hate it. Like I, we've seen actors transform, so sure. I'm not like I, I don't yeah. have that knee jerk thing that I used to have where it's like he's too small. Yeah, the guy from Twilight. <laughs> you know, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, like we all saw those pictures of Kamel Nanjiani. You, you saw those pictures of Camille Nanjiani, right? Yeah. Where they're totally. like, yeah, this yeah. is what happens when a billion dollar company throws everything at you <laughs> yeah. and yep. takes over your life for a year. Yeah. Uh, and they'll do it to Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. But uh, Ryan Reynolds responded like, what do they do to you? And he was like, they made me go for a walk every day. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can see. I th- I think that he can pull off kind of like an unhinged kind of intense. I'm with Adam Wednesday. I want Keanu as my moon knight. Keanu's old. I don't care. Oh, I yeah. Keanu, I want did Keanu you see John Wick ring. 3? At what part of John Wick 3 did you think, man, Keanu's too old to be doing this? Yeah, but he's not back flipping and karate kicking dudes. Are you kidding me? He got his ass right. kicked through most yes. of that movie. Falling downstairs and getting shot and thrown out windows. I mean. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Fine. Actually, I, you can I, dial I still the, want Keanu as my I still want him as my Wolverine. Uh, I'd see more of a very tall. I don't, I more don't, of a Mark Spector. I don't care how tall he is. I want a short Wolverine. I just just give me a short Wolverine. Do that for short no, people, please. Where are you, give us our short the Wolverine. Only, the, the only decent short physical actor out there is already Venom. Nah, oh. no, that's not true. There's plenty of short guys out there that could be Shit, plenty Tom Hardy good. would make a great Wolverine. Name three. <laughs> um, if they made Tom Hardy Wolverine, we wouldn't be able to understand a word he says. <laughs> so that, that, that works. I really only need to hear Bob. Yeah, I, honestly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, his, we heard his Boston accent. His Canadian accent can't be much weirder, I guess. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> oh, I know. It was so bad. Uh, it was so bad. Well, he kept changing it. He, it kept, he kept slipping in and out of different accents. God, in that. So weird. Uh, yeah, boy, I don't know. Uh, all, all of these uh, weird Marvel rumors, we were talking about New Mutants before you called, uh, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's in the MCU, like that intern at D23 posted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Did wow. you know they're not bouncing the D twenty three like newsletter off the lawyer? Yeah, they're not like, hey Kevin, <laughs> hey Kevin Feige, can you clear this? Otherwise, info? it would have been just like black line through that Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> so like, no, how about yeah. Marvel and twentieth Century Fox are proud to present? How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill would make a good Wolverine. Henry Cavill, I, I mean, he's too busy doing too much stuff. He's been Superman. Yeah. He's the Witcher. He's he's just and he's too tall. The dude's huge. He's gigantic. I want a short Wolverine. Hey man, they made that. They yeah, made, I agree. But I still can't think of anybody. I mean, you'd have to almost you'd have to really cast outside and really go with. Uh, or just get nobody. Get nobody. And yeah, get, yeah, get a nobody. Find somebody who is perfect for the part and stick them in the part, so nerds like us yeah. can't go. Oh, I thought he was terrible in the remake of Splash or whatever. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. The remake of Splash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, get nobody because otherwise, especially yeah, with somebody, yeah, get nobody. They DC really thread the needle with the Robert Pattinson pick for Batman, and it was a dangerous right. move. And you can tell they kind of like. Put it out on the internet a little bit like, oh, we're thinking about maybe giving a call to some people that might know Robert Patterson. And then they backed off and everybody was like, no, well, 
And then they were like, Robert Pattinson is your Batman, you know? This is how you do it anymore. So I just think anybody who's stuck out there that is not Hugh Jackman, people are just going to, like, flip their computer off so hard that they, like, break their finger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm bad at casting. I'm, I'm bad at fantasy casting. I, I try to stay out of it. Well, fantasy casting is just bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not, it's not, about, it's wait, not wait, even like wait, fantasy football. Here, fantasy brought, casting sucks. I brought up Letterkenny a while ago, so let's just get a real Canadian. Let's get Joint Boy to be Wolverine. He's too ripped. <laughs> I do love Joint Boy, though. <laughs> and I don't think he can act. <laughs> uh, what the, the, he's got the... He, the kid the, uh, look for it. The main guy's got the scowl. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just like I'm, I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing the guys that play uh, Jonesy and Shorty <laughs> or Riley and Jonesy. Sorry, Riley yeah, and Jonesy. The hockey Riley players. Uh, <laughs> as Wolverine. Because Wayne is Shorty. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. yeah. Wayne is Shorty. No, Wayne would be Wolverine. He yeah. Yeah. Be. Wayne would be a good one. So. You got a world that hates and fears you, huh? Mister, <laughs> 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 uh, isn't what I do, bub. Oh, and what no. I do ain't pretty. <laughs> Sitter patter now. You are fighting a uh, Magneto down by the shore the other day. Oh God, that's great! All right, all right. We gotta, we gotta open these for the three lines. people in the audience that watched that. <laughs> all right, but the Letterkenny Wolverine mashup just fucking writes itself. That really man. does. He's Come got on. the, he's got the flannel shirt. Come on! All right, we gotta open these full lines now, up man. here. Let some more people in. JD, right. thank you for uh, injecting some fun into this show because before it was going. No. All right, guys. All right, Talk see you about it. Have a good one. Uh, Adam, Adam Wednesday, I'm still waiting to find out if Letterkenny is secretly the lead into Alpha Flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Uh, uh, Michael McGaffin posted Channing Tatum to play a merman in Splash, Disney's reboot. Oh, shit. Of the classic it's real. film. Oh, no. Of course it's real. They're making a new Willow series on Disney+. Plus. So, yes, everything is greenlit. 100% of everything. We're... The Morbius movie is coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife is in the chat making fun of my hat. She says it doesn't go with your outfit. No. It's a black shirt. It goes with everything. Not with blue and red and white. Let me tell you a little something about color theory. No. Black is a neutral color. I get it that. It literally matches everything. Let me tell you a little something about fashion. You don't know nothing about it. I already said that. <laughs> I already established I don't know nothing about fashion. Uh, I do think we should get you a fuzzy white Kangol hat, though. I got to look up this Kangol hat. I don't know what cool you're talking J-style. about. Kangol. How do you spell that? K-A-N-G-O-L. Kangol. K-A-N-G-O-L. Yeah, he wore the white fuzzy hat. It was all, It's like a bowler, almost. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, Mabel, go see your mom. Go on. Go get your mom. Pa- pause for pug transfer. I'm going to lock the uh, ziggurat down here. There we go. 402-819-4894. There was a picture. Oh, hey, hey. I'm all tangled. God damn it. (laughs) This is the worst thing that's ever happened. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Uh, Caller, who dis? Talk to Joe Patrick for a second. Matt has tangled himself up in his wires. Hey, it's Frank. What's up, Frank? New York. How you doing, buddy? Oh, Frankie, yeah. how you doing? I'm good. Huh? I'm, good. 
That's I'm a, a hey. That's offensive. What, what are you doing? What you doing, friend. huh? Good old boys are going by the New York. Hey. Come on. Just, uh, <laughs> we're just talking about, uh, hey, we're just talking about uh, Channing Tatum over here. <laughs> Channing Tatum is a merman. Uh, Wolverine and shit, you know. <laughs> what do you want to get into? Hey, you ever see? You ever, there's, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to talk about stuff. Let's uh, talk. It's first, first of all, it's 62 degrees here in upstate New York. Oh, thanks. Um, Appreciate so, the uh, heads up. Rub yeah, that no in. Problem. It's seven here. Yeah, no problem. Seven. I, I see Joe wearing that hat, so I figured. Seven. Awesome. Yeah, whenever sure whenever the weather tomorrow, can so be measured by, no like, one-syllable degrees, it just sounds stupid. Seven has right. two syllables. It's five. Man. You know? <laughs> it's two today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just one hey, number. I'll say that one. That? There's, like, a... There's, there's, like, this video. It's, like, the... What if X-Men was directed by... Um, what's his name? Wes Anderson? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. That video... Oh, I, I want that guy to play Wolverine. Whatever that guy was, I want him playing Wolverine. I think it was like was supposed that? to be Edward, Edward Norton, but I, I think it would be great. Just like a skinny, scrawny-looking guy being Wolverine and just, <laughs> you know, like, like losing his mind. You know, you can't hurt the guy, which always, which always, this is the thing that always bugged me. And I can see Wolverine being like, you know, that little stocky, you know, like bulldog of a guy. But like Superman, here's a guy who can lift a car. Yeah. What kind of weights is this guy pumping to get to get that body? Right. You know. Let me like Cavill Superman definitely had that like, build. Cavill like he was a ripped yeah. up dude when he played Superman. Oh, yeah. But I don't but, think Superman necessarily needs is, to be a professional wrestler either. Like he's a big no, dude. No, he doesn't. And he does. He could be a big dude. He could be kind of like bulky and stuff. But yeah. I don't think he needs to be ripped. There's no way. First of all, there's no way unless this dude's like bench pressing the moon. Right. He's not getting that ripped. Right. You know, I'm just looking at like, pictures of. Uh, sorry for the giggling. I'm just looking at pictures of Wes Anderson's Wolverine. <laughs> he's, oh using, God, he's using his claws to do a, a shotgun <laughs> of a beer can. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. And then, and then the other thing I saw was Danny DeVito as Wolverine, which yeah, I've seen, just, I've seen love that. it. I love it. I, see that. I mean, I, let's, let's do old man Wolverine. Danny DeVito as old man. Old Wolverine man Logan would be. But old man Logan would be sure. phenomenal. Totally yeah. down. And you can age Charlie Day what? and he can be Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, it would be amazing. Totally. Uh, so what you were talking about, Superman, uh, Frank, I I kind of like yeah, yeah. I like how uh, he's evolved over the years. He's not oh like he he always looks super heroic. That's right. just comics. But right. yeah, yeah. there like there's Ed McGinnis as Superman who is this huge barrel chested yeah. like oh, maniac. Massive. Uh, and then there's like yeah. the John Byrne Superman who looks more like a regular guy. And then if you look back even farther right. to like the Golden and Silver Age, Superman just looked right. like a stocky dude. Yeah, he was tall and, yeah. and stocky, oh, exactly. but not like right. I mean, like the guys he fought. Well, oftentimes were more ripped up than he was. Well, in the golden age, he fought like yeah. racketeers and yeah. <laughs> wife beaters and stuff. Uh, yeah, he was like Luke Cage. It wasn't exactly he wasn't exactly like punching out Brainiac no. for a, and for no. a while. Well, you know. Uh, but yeah, for a long, long time, like it wasn't until it wasn't until probably uh, the tail end of the Silver Age that they were like, yeah, Superman is a ripped up guy. He was yeah, just like I a he was just like a fit time. looking first ripped up eighties like Superman I can think of is like right. Dan Jones. No, no, no. I'm gonna go back to the seventies, late seventies at Jose Luis Garcia. Right. Um, um okay. have you seen his those, yeah. those sheets that you know 
that's the style yeah. Like yeah. Mid, mid to late 70s. Yeah. Right. And that's um, when I think they started making him ripped. It dates back even farther. Like, I, I think what is considered the first issue of Superman of the Bronze Age. Um, yeah. You know how they talk about Batman? It's like Neil Adams' Batman. That's right. like the right. Bronze Age, yeah. the, the modern Dark Knight right. detective. Yeah. Um, there is that very famous issue of Superman where he is breaking through the kryptonite chains. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll look it up. No, you talk. Uh, I'll look it up. Um, uh, type uh, Superman Kryptonite No More is right. what the name of it was. Um, and that is like considered the first appearance of that kind of iconic, muscular, more modern-looking oh, okay. Superman. Um, and I think that was probably even a Neil Adams cover. Kryptonite Nevermore? Kryptonite yeah, No I, I More or Kryptonite Nevermore? Uh but yeah, like I like Superman can just be like a fit-looking guy. He does not have to look like a Kurt Swan, professional wrestler. He did the interiors, but not right. the cover. I don't oh. think. Kryptonite um, Nevermore yeah, is what you're thinking of. Right. Yeah, but even that, he's not like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's big, but I wouldn't say he's like shred. He's not like a freak or anything. Well, like Ed McGinnis was drawing exactly. him, or like Dan Jurgens yeah, and, drew and him like a straight-up pro wrestler. <laughs> well, you know, mullet and all. Yeah, full on. <laughs> but I think that was also but like I that think, was like a post uh, yeah, yeah. post Rocky, like post Schwarzenegger action films where they were like, yes, this right, is what our heroes right. look like in the 80s. Because even Batman right. back then was shred like stupid ripped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, so this was number. Well, again, uh, that's Neil Adams. Fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Superman number 233 from 1971. OK. Uh, and it was oh, a Neil Adams. Wow. It was a Neil Adams cover, but it uh, the storyline. Kurt Swan, who drew Superman for years, never drew him as like like we were describing, like right. the super right. super oh, no. ripped up guy. No. Um, I always I always looked at Kurt Swan Superman as being the George Reeves Superman. Yeah, kind of more more Definitely. like George Reeves. Definitely. Um, but that yep. was the that was the storyline where uh, something happens and it renders all the kryptonite on Earth inert. And so kryptonite oh. is no longer a concern for already the strongest person in the entire universe. Kryptonite is never more a concern. <laughs> never more a concern. Yeah. Uh, and it's got that very famous uh, sequence of pages where this thug is like, I've got you now, Superman. Ha ha. And he opens the lead box and it's kryptonite. And Superman's like, oh, cool. And he picks it up and eats it. Because <laughs> that's what you would do. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that. It's like if plutonium used to bother me, but yeah. it didn't bother me anymore. Right. Someone was like, ha ha. I'd be like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just push that rod down my throat like a snake. <laughs> you know? like, oh, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> oh. Hey, you guys, I, I, like I said, I just wanted to call to say, Shovel Marine. That was, that was really like, I was like, I, I got to call. I got to call now. I'm say, in my car. Say that again. What was the thing Driving you, around. you just said? I what? just had a call to say, Shovel Oh, no, I... Oh, I just called to say short Wolverine. Oh, short, oh, short Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Answer. Yes, short Wolverine. I was when you when you said who this, I was about I was about to yell short Wolverine, but I was like, ah, <laughs> short gonna, ass Wolverine. They're gonna get it, but they're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Frank. Anyway, anyway, I just wanted to say hi today. Thanks for your call, buddy. Right, that was a good one. Get him to fall asleep. Oh, thank you. I'll appreciate you that. that. Good luck fun. with that. <laughs> We got to talk uh, ripped up Superman, yeah, ripped yeah. up Batman. That was fun. But yeah, we need a short Wolverine. And Wolverine should be ripped. Wolverine is a ripped up guy. Um, he is. Mm. He's carrying around an adam adamantium This is skeleton. what Adam Wednesday says. Wolverine yeah. is carrying around a pretty heavy skeleton just existing as his workout routine. Yeah, he's a ripped up dude. Uh, I'm not saying he's like 
you know, a rectangle. He can't, <laughs> yeah. he can't turn his neck because his neck right. muscles are too thick. Yeah. <laughs> He's not like a member of like heavy machinery, the tag team <laughs> <You know? laughs> or whatever, but he's a ripped up dude. Uh, Micah is also freaking out because the new warriors are coming back. Uh, yeah, he wanted to make sure I saw it. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that next week we'll, on the we'll main show. That, yeah. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? It's Brian Domingos. Good morning, Brian Domingos. How are you, sir? What's going on, guys? No, oh, you know, we're just kicking it. We were talking about ripped up Superman, ripped up Batman. How shred should they be? Who made them shred first? Stuff like that, you know. Swole bros. Just yeah, I don't, sweet gains, I, you know? I like, the, I like the, uh, the Frank Quitely Superman where he's, like, bulky but not, like, ripped. Yes. I totally agree. Yes. Like, that is, Superman's a big dude. Yeah, it, it, very, like, very reminiscent power, of what I was talking about with like uh, Kurt Swan and Wayne Boring and, yeah. from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Right. Gets how they, how they did the it. Sun. It's not like he goes yeah. to the gym and wails on his pecs. He's and that's not, why he's he's so not like swole. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like that uh, interpretation as well. I heard the a little bit of Frank's call at the end. Um, about the thing about the Wolverine that's so weird. Like, I, I agree the short Wolverine is the ideal one. Right. Um, not too short, but like, I don't like, cause sometimes they do him like barely five feet tall. Yeah. Like, like the there's some artists that like Herb Trimpey drew him. Like he was like four foot 11. He's five, four, right? He's about five, four, five, four. Yeah. He's supposed yeah, to be five, four, five, four. Is, it's an inch taller than I am. Is, he's a little dude. It's reasonable. Um, You're a little but dude. I've, I'm a little I've dude. always thought the, I've, I mean, but you mean little and mean, um, <laughs> I'm a little but, mean dude. You know, the, yeah. yeah. A little, you, it's evident. Um, <laughs> he I, makes I, up. He thought, makes up for it with his enormous ego. Yes. I've never heard that ever. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what you're talking and about. And my huge. Um, never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. His Midwestern. Uh, Let's let Brian um, talk. This poor guy. <laughs> the uh, no, I just I've always thought the thing about Wolverine with the like the way they play fast and loose with the the weight of the skeleton. Right. Because they're like, oh, it's th- it's three hundred pounds of adamantium. And didn't, then, we, didn't we establish so, it's even more than that? Like I think it's three hundred pounds. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So he's a three hundred like pound skeleton. Three, it might be more. I mean, three hundred is in my head from like night from like those Omega Red torture issues at the beginning of the X Men like series in the nineteen ninety one. So this makes so Wolvie like at least a five hundred pound dude. Right. So he's like 200 pounds plus a 300 pound skeleton. Right. So, which is fine, but like he's got a, he, I mean, he's not, is he strong enough to jump the way he jumps? Like he's, he's that fast. Right. Like there's, there's those, like they need him to be like, he's so mean, it's 300 pounds. It's like, yeah, but he's, like he sometimes he moves like Spider Man. All right, like well, he's he, fast and agile. True. And, Here, yeah, here's um, a bit of, here's a bit of clarification uh, from a Reddit. Uh, from a Reddit uh, uh, community called They Did the Math. Okay, well, stop the presses. This is. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Let, let's let's peek into that uh, that that pit of vipers for just a yeah, right. over at Reddit. Uh, <laughs> once we get through all the racial stuff, then they say <laughs> uh, <laughs> it says uh, without his adamantium, Wolverine would weigh 195 pounds. Okay. With the skeleton, right. he weighs 300 pounds. What? So the skeleton itself only weighs about 105 pounds. That's still a heavy ass skeleton. And I, if you think about it, it's not like he's coated in like two inch thick 
Right. It's just coated. Adamantium. It's, not, it's, it's just not like, uh, yeah, it's like uh, shrink wrapped. Right. In adamantium. Human I don't know. So I don't know if that math. Skeleton. I don't know if that math tracks, but uh, I always, I have always yeah, gone, I mean, I've always gone by the impression that Wolverine is heavier, it's heavy for his size. Okay. And you're a normal human skeleton, 12 to 15% of your body weight. So his is considerably more than that. Obviously. Yeah. Almost half. Yeah. Or it's two thirds. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things like that, you know, it's like Superman's strength or him breathing in space. It's like when, or like him flying to the sun or back when like a, in 10 minutes, right, it right. depends on what you need at that moment of like, here's something, some of, you know, he, he's unbelievable. It's 300 pounds of skeleton and blah, blah, right. blah. Like, Right. They just throw it in there and it's like, but what does that mean? And I mean, the math sounds, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, they, who knows what kind of um, eugenic math they did to figure that out. But um, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> oh, it is knowing those, those nightmares, but it, it goes uh, back to that old, th- that old like comic thing that, and I bring it up all the time. It was in a, a newsletter and I can't remember what comic it was in, but someone wrote in to Marvel and this was back when Stan Lee answered all the uh, letters and it's in a book that I have. It's like the bullpen blueprints or whatever. And it's all Stanley's letters. And someone was like, dear Stan, I'm a physics student. I love captain America. How is it? The cap always bounces his shield at the right direction and stuff. And like, I'm just curious. And Stanley writes back and he's like, dear so-and-so caps, just that good. Excelsior. Next summer. You know, like, uh, he was a it's physics common. major in college. Yes. All yeah. right. That's all I need. Uh, yeah. So just, just to take the sting off the whole Reddit source, uh, it does come from marvel.com. Oh, okay. Wolverine's weight is 300 pounds without adamantium 195. Okay. So, oh. so when he turned back into a dog, he was like 100 south. <laughs> when, when Magneto yanked his adamantium <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. out, he, it was like the world's best weight loss plan. And he put the do-rag on, well, yeah, yeah. and he had the dog well, face. That, that, I mean, and again, this is because it's, it's the most fertile, you know, it's the earliest layers of my, um, the inner layers of my comic memory of that X-Men 25 where it is like coming out in globs out of the bone. Yes. So it's not like flicked off the top, because I agree, yeah. it's probably just like coated, because they're not made of bone. Right. But it's, it's that like, you know, for artistic purposes. And I don't know, it's just one of those things like, right. How does that work? Well, and, and there's, you know, it's like Spider-Man can always find a, a building to swing off of. Wasn't, like there's, yeah. there's just comic book comic science. Truth. Wasn't there yeah. also yeah, like, like an issue where we found out that no Magneto can't do that because adamantium is not just metal. It's like adamantite and titanium and adamantite is a rock. And the bonding of the two, it's like a mineral and a metal or something like that. That is not at all Didn't accurate establish something in, like that? In, as far as adamantium goes. Also, Magneto's powers are a little bit more complicated than just magnets. Right. Because like, uh, there was a whole thing where he's like, I could take the iron in your blood and blah, blah, blah. No, you're, there is no ferrous iron in your blood. That's not how that works. Um, <laughs> uh, according, uh, it was it was a long, it was a long held, uh, uh, quote unquote, fact uh, that adamantium was an alloy of uh vibranium oh is that what it is yeah or no i'm sorry cap's shield was a vibranium yeah. adamantium alloy um adamantium is just a metal i thought it was that was invented by this guy and titanium and the bonding process is what was so crazy and that's why the secret that's why it's so hard to find because like the dude that invented it like got killed and Weapon X has his notes, and they're using it to do this and that. Well, the guy that invented adamantium is the same guy that built Cap's shield. But it's really Dr. hard Myron to make McLean. more. Uh, 
Adamantium is a virtually indestructible man-made steel alloy, which does not occur in nature and whose exact chemical composition is a United States government classified secret. Well, damn it. Yeah. That's why we need to vote Sorry. for Bernie. Vote for Bernie so we can find out about the UFOs and what adamantium is made of. There you go. Because <laughs> Trump's not going to fucking tell what? us. Creating even a small <laughs> amount of adamantium is astronomically expensive. He would have told us by now, right? Right. That, that's just he, would not, he would have tweeted yeah, it from the no toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he there, wouldn't have been able no to way help he, um, He's like, we're going to use the spaceships in our space force because I've seen them. And they would have been like, oh, shit, you talked about those things. You shouldn't have told them about it. Yeah, I was like, when the election was, when the 2016 election was coming to a close, whoever is like, whatever shadowy government bodies in charge of Area 51 got together in a dark room. They're like, okay, if this goes, if this goes bad, we all agree not to say anything. <laughs> I know we've told every president since Eisenhower, right. but we cannot tell this maniac. <clears throat> Brian. Yeah. Anyway, okay, those were, that was okay. our topical right. Trump jokes for the week. <laughs> he just would have renamed it, you know, NATO, NATO me or something. So. <laughs> um, I just guys, hopefully it's only like 11 more months of this nightmare. That's just how I'm hoping. We shall uh, see. Oh boy, we shall and, see. Um, and we're not, you know what? And I'm not talking about it anymore because I can't even think about it. Cause I feel like we've been, this presidential cycle has been running for four fucking years. We went into, we went into 2016 saying matter of factly, there's no fucking way. Okay. Well, regardless, we're not talking. It happened. We're not here to talk about this. We're here to talk about comic books. Let's get back on the rails. Okay. Nerd shit. Uh, please. One, here's one presidential comic thing. Um, um, Ex Machina got optioned again. Saw for that a movie. It oh. is. It's all happening. Um, New title though. Though so, they're not going to call it Ex Machina. Yeah. The uh, what do they call it? The the uh, whatever his name was in the the, the Great the Machine. Series. Yeah, the Great Machine. The Great Machine. Right. Um, yeah. It's um, pretty good name I for a movie. Know, I, it is a good name. I think it should probably be a TV show. I agree. But, um, I don't want a movie. The, this is something like that storyline would be so much better as a series. I mean, you could probably do it in two seasons. If you wanted to, honestly, well, it followed yeah, it, like, it followed an entire term, right? Yeah. Uh, or did was there a re-election storyline? I forget. I don't think so. I think it was just it's the one only, term. It, it's 50, it's fifty issues plus some specials, um, right? So I think it's his term into. Does he run for president at the end? No, they talk oh, no, about he's it. Vice president. He's, yeah, vice president. he's vice president at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, he yeah. like goes to work for Spoilers for W, right? Mm -hmm. So no, it's, I think it'll be uh, I think excellent. It's John McCain. And I oh, hope, John McCain, right? And yeah, I yeah. hope I they said it. I hope they do like set it in a very late '90s, early 2000s feel, so you can capture all of that. Well, the like, main hook of that story is that he saved one of the towers, right? So you've so, got to do it. Yeah, you have to. It's got to take place in 2011 <laughs> or 2001. It's got to be a. It's got to be a period piece, is what you're saying. Yes, yes a period piece. Yes, everybody will be in period authentic costumes. Absolutely. The budget will be out of this serious. world. I'm dead serious. Yes, you do it like Wonder Woman, no, 1984. I, yes, it it is it is a period because it was 20 years ago. So right. Yeah, yeah. It, it can absolutely be. Uh, this is this, a that's full how we are. on um, period piece. No question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all like you know, Huba stink, you know, in the background. Oh um, God! I hope so. Three Eleven, Hoobastank, puddle of mud. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Let's go for it! Yeah, disturbed. Dig up Avril. Oh man, the disturbed, disturbed, yeah. stained. Avril clone. Yeah, yeah. I believe disturbed and stained yeah. were later two thousands. I don't think they're around in the 
that early. Mm. I think they jumped on after like, whoa, Limp Bizkit can do it. Watch what we can do, you know? That, uh, Limp Bizkit, they did yeah. it all for the Nookie and then Disturbed were like, fuck yeah, we're into that. Well, Limp yeah. Bizkit got big enough to... to uh, to remake the Mission Impossible theme song yeah. for Mission Impossible Two, they're there. Uh, they're on. They're on the uh, Great Machine soundtrack, most definitely. Uh, I spelled stained <laughs> accurately and got totally wrong Google results. Yeah, it's stained D. It's stained D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, we're uh, gonna open the phone lines up so more people can get in. It's good to talk to you, brother. You too, guys. Have a good one. Bye, Brian. Uh, stained formed in 1995. 402. Yeah. Oh well, they didn't get famous though. And their big, their biggest hit came out in two thousand one. Oh, okay, there you go. What was their big hit? It's been a while. Oh yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if, if I recall, I mean that song is probably the only stained song I've ever heard. I think that um, was, they were one hit wonder, right? but they were not like the the yelly. They were not like rap rock. They were not no, like shouty. I think their normal stuff was harder. Like Stain's normal stuff. They like their wussy single was the one that like hit it big, and then people bought the record and were like ah. Oh. That's what they sound like. Yeah, I mean they're they're more like metal. No, but I think they they were singers. They were just like hard rock singers. Uh, I don't recall. I yeah, they didn't do like the hip hop thing. It was definitely like yeah, turn that shit off. We don't have the rights to this, and I don't want it on the show. <laughs> and mute us too, please. This is insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they were they were <laughs> legit singers, uh, whether or not they were just good like, or not. They were just like post grunge. Ooh, Frank Cirillo, we got some we got some stuff here from Frank. Uh, I like how some people have been drawing Wolverine's forearms really wide to accommodate three claws. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Urban's too tall. I love Carl Urban. He's too tall for Wolverine. He's a big guy. He's like six two at least. Uh, he says, how about Mike Myers as Wolverine? He's short and can do accents. He doesn't even do ca- accents. He's, he's Canadian. Canadian. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ethan is getting a kick out of us discussing what all stage that shit, sound All like. that shit blends into each other. Like, it was all so bad, and it was all everybody either doing Limp Bizkit or, like, uh, fucking Ed, you know, uh, from Pearl Jam impersonations and it all just melts into like <laughs> one you know carl urban is six foot one yeah he's a tall guy i did not know that he's oh man guy. he's old he's almost 50 yeah he's been around for a while i love carl urban i do too and i loved him in the boys and i want more boys i want dread too yeah it's never gonna happen no nah, it's not gonna happen god don't hold oh but breath. they were gonna make a show weren't they there was talk of an animated show no i thought it was gonna be like a netflix thing oh uh, i thought there was talk of an animated show that he would do the voice for I don't remember. But I do. I I think there was news of a live action show, too. But I don't know if anything happened with that. And now he signed a boys contract and he's doing fine. He's making Amazon money. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good show. Good for him. Let's check. What time is it? Let's check our voicemails here. It's almost noon. We've got a couple few here. Um, So we've got. uh, That one is probably old. Let's let's start at the top with James Kaplan. I know. Well, hold. Hey, forget that. All right. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? Harvey Locust here. Good morning, Harv. How's it going? Good. How are you, sir? And what do you want to rap about? More importantly, space. Space. The final frontier. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Um, speaking are of we, Star are we, Trek, are we getting hyped for the for the card series? Oh my god, dude! I'm so excited. Well, and they've already greenlit season two. They were like, they're so happy nice. with what they've seen from season one. They were like, yep, two seasons of that's coming. And man, I can't tell you how excited I am. Is that next week or the week after? 
It is the 21st. 21st. Yes. Okay. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, week after yeah. next. I'm uh, or 23rd, whatever that Friday is. Oh, so excited. Uh, yeah, man, I'm hyped. Also, I'm, Noah Hawley came out talking about the Star Trek Four movie and said there are there is no mandate whatsoever to connect it to any other Star Trek film. Does that, fine. Make, does that make you feel good? Fine. I'm fine if they're mm. all standalone adventures. No, but like if there's no mandate to make it connect to anything else, does that mean we can get new actors and shit too? No, no. I think it just means yeah, that no it's not Pine like or... we don't need to like bend over backwards to reference Khan or that weird alien girl we met that one time. Fair enough. I mean, I hope that's it. Yeah. I would like that crew to return. Yeah, of course. And I think yeah. that they've already d- signed on. I thought. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, t- speaking of Noah Hawley, did you see the trailer for Fargo season four? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Harvey. <laughs> Sorry. Harvey. Sorry. Star Trek. Uh, Picard. Yes. I am so excited for Picard. I can't even tell you. I, I've, I have, I renewed my CBS all access subscription. Uh, there were, there were four new short treks that I missed. They're great. I shotgun them all. Oh my God. They're so good. And the last one from Friday what are from Thursday or Friday was a lead into the Picard show. Oh, it was. I haven't yes. seen that one yet. It was great. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, I need to see that. I have not watched that one yet. Uh, so this also leads into my answer to the question of the week, which is the Star Trek The Next Generation ongoing series from back in like 89, I think it started. It was terrible. There was a long... Is that was Marvel Star Trek terrible. too, right? 89 was DC. Um, Would that have been DC? Yep. The Next Generation Let's stuff? see, it says... Yes. It was published... I, I have a trade here that was published by Titan Books, so I don't know... Well, I mean, yeah, once they lose the rights, yeah, the, the reprint, reprint, rights, it. reprint rights go yeah. wonky. Are you sure it wasn't Marvel? Because Marvel didn't get the Star Trek license until the 90s. Yes, oh, okay. I know. It would have been a DC comic. All right. Because uh, yeah, Peter David was involved in a lot of that stuff. Yeah. It was DC stuff in the in the late 80s. And it was garbage. I didn't read a lot. Garbage. garbage. I mean, oh, it was terrible. The, the first, the first uh, trade that I have here. Wait, was in, that in Peter it, David or John Byrne? Ver- that was John. Let Burn. the man it talk. Is, He's got the book in his hand. It's Michael. It was written by Michael Jan Friedman and art by Pablo Marcos. Okay. Yeah. Michael Jan Friedman was like, he worked on. He did a Star lot of Trek. stuff like that. And he wrote Star Trek books and stuff. He too. wrote books. So he didn't work on actual Star Trek, but he, he did didn't. write now. He did write the, some of the novels. Okay. He was Peter di- David. Adjacent. Yes. Peter David was also very involved in the Star Trek series at DC uh, because Peter David has also written many Star Trek novels. Was it John Byrne? Who- no, it was not John Byrne. Later on, didn't he? No, it? it was not John Byrne. He did stuff for IDW. No, it was not John Byrne. <laughs> he did some original series Star Trek specials for IDW, yes. Okay. He didn't do anything for Marvel? No. Man, I have this memory of him doing Marvel Star Trek stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's just the initial IDW stuff I'm confusing it with. No, you know who worked on uh, uh, mostly people that worked on the uh, Marvel uh, DC stuff were, or Marvel Star Trek stuff were people you've not heard of. Uh, except for Brian Michael Bendis, who got his start uh, doing a Deep Space Nine story. That's right. And our friend Bruce McCorkendale. Oh, yeah, Bruce. Other than that, I cannot <laughs> name a single person that worked on any of the Marvel Star Trek stuff. Marvel had the Star Trek comic right for post-motion picture a couple of years. DC got the rights in the early 80s. Yes, okay. uh, there was a Marvel Star Trek comic in the very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they, they did the adaptation of like the first Star Trek, the motion picture and stuff like that. They did Perhaps. all those. Yeah. I remember. Frank knows what's up. 
what is what is one you know one of Captain Picard's traits that that stands out throughout time? You know, something that makes him very uncomfortable is children, right? Oh yeah. Okay. He's always had issues with kids. Yeah, he hates kids. He just doesn't like being around them. It yeah. just seems like, you know. Judge said he has to stay the, X amount of yards away from him or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Light, light years. So, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> so in this series, the very first thing he does is he's like, they're going, stopping off to some planet to do a checkup. You know, like it's been a while since we've been, you know, the Federation's been here. And he's like, oh, yeah, there was this little five-year-old girl that was my best friend. And, <laughs> and everybody's like, what? And they just have like one page where everybody's kind of, you know, like, well, Riker and them, Plantowski are sitting around going, oh, that's kind of weird that, you know, we always knew that he didn't Didn't they always sort of play the like, Jean-Luc doesn't like kids until Jean-Luc likes kids? Because they did that on the show all the time. Like there was a thing where he's like, oh, he's not comfortable around children. And then finally he's like having a tender moment with the child. And all the crew was all like, wink, oh. You know, like I don't know. I like they pull that crap a lot. I remember, I remember well, Picard just like Wesley. being super skeeved out about Wesley being around. No, early on, Picard was like, "Get that fucking kid off yeah. my bridge." Yeah. Uh, in the yeah. first episode, in the first episode, Crusher comes to the bridge on the turbo lift, and Wesley's Wesley stays in the turbo lift, and oh, Picard yeah. is like, "Fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until and later on, we had an uh, an episode where he was like stuck with a bunch of with a group of kids while i think the borg were invading or somebody was yeah. invading the ship and they had to kind of like sneak around and then there was another episode where him and guinan and um had a one chick yeah. turned yeah. into kids oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. yeah. they came back that. and they yeah. were like younger that was versions of themselves it was but adorable. yeah <laughs> uh yeah so this this series is just garbage they tried to throw an, a, another guy in there called named McRob. He's just like, he's kind of like <laughs> a just goofy redhead, curly redhead dude. Who's Mick also Rob? like the McRob. Yeah. Marvel does that too. M-T-R-O-B-E. I was just yeah. thinking about this the other day. Marvel does the same stuff with their licensed books. The star Wars comics are full of characters that Marvel created out of thin air. Right. Because they can't do anything with the actual characters from the show or right, the movie, right. uh, especially not the Star Wars movies, which uh, which because uh, the Star Wars comic is takes place during Empire. Yeah. Uh, so we all know it's like super low stakes for Luke and Leia and Han. Uh, but like, I don't know, there's Poe Dameron's dad all of a sudden. Uh, so yeah, Poe Dameron's dad is the McRob of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> All right. We got to get some voicemails here and get out of here. Thank you for your call. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Harvey. Have a good weekend, bud. Thank you for bringing it back to because I almost forgot my answer, but now I've got it again. So, yeah, I was I was really uh, I was really uh, searching and then it all dawned on me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here, let's play this voicemail. We've got several voicemails. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kill the phone line here. Uh, We actually have a voicemail all the way back from Monday. Huh? Who that? Uh, it is David Robbins. Oh, nice. I like David Robbins. Let me turn on this. There we go. Do not disturb. Let me go back to our starred and find David Robbins. 
Uh, it's, it's a Google Voice. So oh, it'll, there it is. It'll say Google Voice 414. Gotcha. Okay. Let's see what he's got for us. Come on, David. That's my bad. Get there your shit go. together, David. Hey, Joe and Matt. David Robbins calling in. I'm hoping to call in live for the uh, question of the week on Saturday, but I'm going to be running some tabletop games at Midwinter Gaming Convention here in Milwaukee. Nice. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to be free during the window. So I thought I'd call in and uh, wish you guys a happy new year, all that kind of good stuff, and uh, give you a pick for Listener's Choice Award. Um, in the category of, I don't know, uh, best relaunch, best reboot, something like that of, uh, 2019, uh, I'm gonna throw my, uh, voice in, into the ring for Buffy the Vampire Slayer number one from Boom Studios, written by Jody Belair and, uh, drawn by Dan Mora. Um, it's a delicate job to take a beloved property and update it, reboot it, and still make it feel like the property that it was. And uh, as the, I don't know, official THN, unofficial THN uh, Buffy fan, um, I got to say they, they kind of knocked it out of the park. Um, Buffy feels like Buffy. Xander feels like Xander. Willow feels like Willow. Giles feels like Giles. And the story feels like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It does. But it's now. Um, everything is current. It's updated. And they've done a couple of twists on some other characters that we know that uh, will play out later in the series. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I uh, hope you guys had a chance to read it. Uh, that's about it. Um, I will hopefully talk to you guys soon. Later. Thanks, David. Uh, yeah, I'm reading those books, and they are good. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit behind. I'm up to the very start of the Hellmouth crossover. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Yeah. Sorry, Hellmouth right. crossover. Right. <laughs> um, and it's great and it, it it feels right um but they're not just rehashing what came before like yeah. they're wildly diverging especially with like some character developments definitely um which i'm not going to spoil because some pretty big stuff happens pretty early i don't on. mind it at all either like, yeah what okay i know it's good because it makes me want to watch the show again yes when i read some of these i'm like oh yeah they're doing this a little differently and it makes me want to go back and watch that episode yeah and be like oh that's interesting but the way that they're doing things differently it's not just to do it differently it is more of an updated story you know what i mean like some of the things without spoiling things some of the things that happen happen because that's probably more how it would go today than it would back in the early 90s i mean other than the fact know? that everyone's got cell phones and they're like sure. in constant contact but um yeah, I, like the the one of the biggest things, and this is more of a, this is not so much a spoiler, more of like just the acknowledgement of a character. Um, one of the characters, one of the main characters in the series is Robin Wood. Uh, and if you remember the show, Robin Wood was the principal uh, that briefly dated Buffy after she graduated. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was like the super sexy young yeah, yeah, black yeah. guy. Um, and his mom was a slayer. And so he had like this secret garage full of killing weapons. Which is still weird that they dated. Because, like, she graduated high school. She was in college. She was in college. Uh-huh. And I think she was actually working at the school. I don't think she was working at the school at that point. I think, yes, because this oh, was, no, like, the, was. Final, like the right. final season, yeah, final two you're seasons. Right. She was at uh, Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Still. Yes. I mean, yes. He was every bit of 30-something. Yeah. If you're a high school principal, you're not in your mid-20s. Right. Uh, she graduates, comes back at, like, 
we'll say 21 four I'll give her oh I don't even 25 they graduated <laughs> in season three and so this would have been four years later so right. she's 22 tops <laughs> uh unless she got held back right um he's 40 something but in the new comic he is more contemporary right. uh, more of a, a contemporary he's a high school student yeah um and I think it's great but they kept like the whole mom slayer thing it's, yeah it's fun it is a good it's a good comic definitely all right, let's see what James Kaplan has. Hey, guys, James Kaplan here. I don't have an answer for the question of the week, but I thought I would just run through for you my top 10 favorite comics of the decade, which was which was tough to, to, to narrow it down. Uh, number 10, I've got On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden, just gorgeous, fantastic graphic novel. Number nine, I've got the whole Avengers, New Avengers, Infinity, Secret Wars saga from Hickman. Yeah, dude. Which is so big, so epic. Uh, Halcyon is my number eight, Ooh, which is a totally underrated superhero mini yeah. uh, from uh, over at Image. Mark um, number seven is The I Fade Out. So. Love that book so much. You know, old Hollywood, noir, detective kind of story. Just so great. much fun. Number six is the Silver Surfer run from Dan Slott and the Allreds. Yeah. Such a fun, amazing book. Number five is Giant Days, which is just such a sweet, funny, heartfelt book. And I, love I just that book. love I the character so much. I, I wish I had discovered uh, it earlier. Four, I could say similar things about, which is Paper Girls from Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang, Matt Wilson, Jared Fletcher. Um, just a fun, amazing, fantastic book. Number three is Mind Management from Matt Kent, which is frankly a more timely book than ever with, you know, government agents and parties using propaganda and oh, yeah. fake news, et cetera, to manipulate, you know, advertising to manipulate people. So uh, number two is East of West from Hickman and Dragada and Frank Martin. Good choice. Amazing, big, epic story. And then my number one book from the past decade, also from Jonathan Hickman and many different talented artists, is his Fantastic Four run, which I think wow. may have started in the last decade, but it's just my favorite story of his because it's got um, big ideas and a lot of heart. Okay, thanks. Excellent choice. Thank you, James. Excellent uh, choice. A lot of Hickman on that list, uh, naturally, deservedly. Um, and I have to I have to probably agree. I think that Hickman's FF is probably one of my, my favorite things. Of the it's last incredible. It really is incredible. Uh, we didn't do our own best of the decade, but it's got to be up there for me. Yeah, we did. No, we did our best of the year. We did not really go super deep into our best of the decade. We gave our, I mean, I gave my answer, which was Jason Aaron's Thor run. Maybe we did. Yeah, we did. You were there. In fact, I think you were sitting, yeah, we're like right here, I think, as a matter of fact. What was mine? Yeah, we were on camera and everything. Oh, mine was Hickman in general. Mine yeah. was Hickman's you career Hickman at Marvel event, in general. You said his event. That's right. We did talk about it. Four. Yeah. Because um, it was basically all one big thing. Um, Paper Girls. Paper Girls is a book that uh, I read the first issue of. We reviewed it on the show. And then I immediately, uh, I didn't forget about it necessarily, but it just like, it was never a priority. And so next thing I knew, they were two years in. And I was like, man, I got to get caught up on that. You got to read Paper Girls. It was excellent. I'm getting there. Uh, the week before uh, the final issue came out, uh, I had been talking with James. Oh, you reviewed the final issue. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, I had been talking with James uh about it and how much he loved it and i was like man i gotta read that i gotta read that the final issue's coming out next week and uh so one day uh on a particularly slow day at work <laughs> i read 29 issues of paper girls in one sitting uh and it was 
an amazing experience. It's a wonderful book. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be a really good Amazon series. Yeah. Amazon Prime, I think maybe. He's got like a deal yeah. with Amazon or something. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very, very good. And I highly recommend binge reading it. Yeah. Uh, because. Wonderful. Uh, Just wonderful. It's easy to lose track of the many different threads. Uh, but yeah, that's a great list, James. Appreciate the call as always. Let's get to our answers. All right, go for it. We're spinoff stuff. Um, one thing. Okay. It's still safe to say that there are no good video game movies. And I will go further and say that there are no real good video game spinoff comics. I think that There's there some are that some. Are okay. I think there are some good, bad video game movies. Like I like the Resident Evil movies. That doesn't make it a good movie. That makes it a fun, shitty movie or whatever. There are no good video games. But game what movies. is good? Like, if you have fun watching it and you're entertained, then stop. that's a good movie. You got to stop. <laughs> no, that is the. They that are is, that not is, good movies. <laughs> it might not be. It might not I've hold up to critical scrutiny. I've seen every one of them. Don't get me wrong. I've seen them all for yeah. a reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying they hold up to but any kind of like good movie, close <laughs> okay. clinical analysis. This but goes back to my good, good shitty taco and good taco discussion where it's like, sometimes you just want a good shitty taco that doesn't make it high quality food. It's like pizza, man. <laughs> you know? All pizza is some baseline. There's, of good. No, there's good shitty pizza. And then there's good pizza. They're two different things. Never the tween shall meet. They, it's a two different, whatever. My point being, I cannot stand when we take a comic book property force it into a video game just to do it even when the game is good i don't care for it and then when we take that video game property and make a comic book out of it it makes me even more sick to my stomach and it made it was very hard for me to choose because i love the batman video games love them they're wonderful and batman arkham city fantastic game the notion of the story is the dumbest goddamn thing in the world and the comics that they put out were even worse because it's just like you're taking a stupid idea and then you're trying to flesh it out even more in the comics but that is not my winner my winner has to go to injustice look injustice those are is such garbage joe no it is such garbage i i'm not saying people don't like it I'm not saying it's also not some of it isn't well written or whatever. The idea behind it is the dumbest video game premise I can think of. It is so stupid. It's like written by high school kids like Superman and Batman got in an argument with like over who's going to date Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, that's not the story. The story. Yes, that's how it no, starts. it starts with <laughs> Lois getting killed and yeah. Superman going crazy. It's just stupid. That's the premise of injustice. Stupid. 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 First of all, I don't need a fighting game where it's like, "Oh man, I've always wanted to see if Cyborg can beat up the Flash." <laughs> Look, know? man, it's not it's a Mortal Kombat Combat game with superheroes. I get it. And if you want to do that, just do it. But you Fine. don't tell me you've read enough of the comics to just judge them because Ju- I've heard from many people that said that those comics are good. I have reviewed several of the Injustice comics. Mm. I cannot stand the world that they're built in. It's just stupid. I think you're coming at it with a bias already. When they introduced the whole he-man thing into it like if you want to just do a dc fighting game just do it it's like harley quinn you will never fairly judge anything with harley quinn in it that's not true because i already said that i liked harley quinn in that last suicide squad book and i'll take that further i just watched that new birds of prey trailer and i think that movie actually looks like it could be pretty good when you start introducing ideas of the story and whatnot i gotta say i watched that last trailer you guys are hearing this 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 is video Audio evidence. Injustice, if you just want to make a video game, Mortal Kombat style, with DC superheroes, just do it. 
I don't need a fucking story. No one's well, gonna, even Mortal Kombat has a story. Well, a story mode, if you will. No, but, they have a story. Yeah, it's but, the story of the Mortal Kombat tournament. Fine. You built a world to do that. Now we've taken the DC universe and tried to force it into that Mortal Kombat hole. That's dumb. Dude, I Just have read way game. dumber ideas that Just are in continuity, game. okay? First of all, Superman's not going to go insane after Lois dies and fuck up the whole world. It's a what if. That's stupid. It's okay? a what if. <laughs> I don't need it. It is bad. It's an Elseworlds. I, I don't like the universe. I don't like what they were doing with it. And I should have loved the Hezam thing where He-Man gets the power of Shazam. I should have loved it. Hezam. It was so stupid. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> Look, you cannot sit here and uh, tell me that it is any dumber than the Power Rangers meeting the Teenage Mutant fucking Ninja Turtles. That is well or written. Or Batman written the, meeting the team. Tom Taylor wrote almost all those of those comics perfectly and people well have come out and said the Injustice comics are good. Those are perfectly you well are written wrong. and the characters in those comics are acting like the characters would normally act mm. and they are spinoffs of their regular universe. I like, think you're off base. No way. Yeah. I hate the Injustice shit. Adam I Wednesday hate. says they're not that bad. Uh, all right. Enough of that. My answer, uh, I struggled because I've never read an adaptation that I had a strong enough reaction to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't be bothered to hate this. Right. It's just not, it doesn't matter. I thought about when I bought the Buckaroo Banzai two-issue series after it came out. <laughs> so I saw in the theater as a kid, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I read that, it was like Bill Mantlo and someone else. It was in the pages of like a Marvel super special or something. Oh, God, it was terrible. Oh, my God. And even as a kid, I was just like, ah! Uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out if it was a standalone series or if it was part of the ongoing. No, it was a standalone series. Uh, I was a huge Ghostbusters fan as sure. a kid. Huge. Sure. Yeah. And so when, I, when, like, when they came out and were like, we're making Ghostbusters 2, I was like, yes, give it to me. And I went and I saw Ghostbusters 2, and I don't care. If you don't like it or if people don't think it it's as good, it was fine. I still love Ghostbusters. It was too. fine. Yes. Um, and so at that time, a defunct publisher called Now Comics. Oh, yeah. Had the Remember comic now. book license for Ghostbusters. And they were doing um, a, a, a a series in the style of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, right? So it was the cartoony versions of... Go with the ape and... Yeah, uh, like, no, no, no. That's Filmation's Ghostbusters. Oh, that's sorry. a whole different thing. The real Ghostbusters where Egon's got the weird blonde tube hair. Oh, right, you know right, what right. I mean? Uh, and, and Garfield played Peter Venkman. But I think that was just Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. They called it the real Ghostbusters because Filmation came out with a cartoon called Ghostbusters. See, I thought that was the real Which was real based on the actual original Ghostbusters with the ape and the car. Right. Uh, and so, uh, whoever put out the Ghostbuster, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, they were like, oh, fuck that shit. And they changed the name of the cartoon to the real Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters. That's yeah. great. Uh, and any, so anyway, in 1980, in 1989, uh, while this was going on at Now Comics, they put out a three issue comic book adaptation of Ghostbusters 2, drawn in the style of the cartoon. Uh, which I loved. And I was like, yes. I totally remember Give this. it to me. I totally remember that. Uh, and uh, I think that it says here that they did it presumably to avoid uh, likeness rights issues with Bill Murray uh, and to capitalize on the very popular cartoon. The original Ghostbusters was a live action show, by the way. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it had a dude in an ape suit driving a car. Yes. <laughs> uh, I believe her name was Teresa. Nin Tracy. Tracy the Tracy. Yeah. 1975. Yeah. Uh, so. I only I only ever saw the second issue of this uh, and it was created by people, 
you have absolutely never heard of. James Van Hise, John Tobias, Rich Rankin, uh, Dan Necrosia, Necrosis. That sounds like a disease, my dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So nobody, nobody that is currently still working in comics put out this issue. I remember the art being fine. I remember, I remember it vividly and I'm seeing uh, scans of it here now. Uh, but they changed so much stuff from the movie that it infuriated me as a kid. I'm like, what the fuck? This scene is not in the movie. <laughs> there's a scene. In, there's a scene in uh, Ghostbusters to the comic uh, where um, after they visit the museum and Ray gets possessed by Vigo, uh, they are driving uh, to their next case or wherever uh, in Ecto one. And Ray goes crazy and almost suicides the entire Ghostbusters team by ramming the car against a tree. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Did they have like, you got to wonder if like they had the script and they like got the full fleshed out. Thing. Yeah. Was it like a, was it like a Marvel star Wars situation where the comic started before the movie came out and they're like, or they were making it simultaneously. And then like, while they were cutting stuff out of the movie, they're like, no, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And poor Marvel was like, or poor now comics. Yeah. was like, well, we kind of did it. You didn't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I, and that, that was weird the, sex scene. Yeah. It's in the comic. <laughs> that was like the first time I'd ever encountered like a, an, a comic book adaptation of something just completely making shit up and rich Rankin worked for comico he worked for comico oh, robotech did he? Yeah. he did a little bit of marvel stuff uh he worked with bill willingham oh interesting yeah i did not know that look at that uh but yeah so he this is the scene ray goes crazy and he says i'm trying to kill you i'm trying to kill everybody he's actually speaking out loud crazy talk and winston has to knock him out <laughs> And then, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You realize there is like a strong chance that was a scene that was cut from the film that the poor now comics. I don't are believe just it. Like, all right. I don't know. believe it. You know, and when they did it on the in the movie, they all looked at him and nah, say, get rid of that. that <laughs> I don't want to believe it. Doesn't make any sense. I don't want to believe it. I have a, I have a feeling because I find it hard to believe that they would be like, hey, we all liked Ghostbusters, too. Right. But we agree there should probably be a scene where <laughs> Ray tries to murder everybody, right? Like, yeah, you know what? This is our comic. We're doing it. Right. High fives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah. Like, do anything. They had, like, some something from the script, like some rough outline that they were going off of. And then when the movie came out, they are like, hmm. <laughs> yeah i guess they didn't enjoy because you know yeah. they were drawing like this is weird but it's in there so. <laughs> but yeah. there you go i just like i've been holding on to that for years it's just like <laughs> that's bullshit uh all right chris bell uh i enjoy injustice it doesn't stand up 100 percent or even close to but hey accept the premise and it's enjoyable yeah i mean that's just the thing you, you have to accept the premise of it and like that was like when I think about Batman Arkham City, it's stupid. It's just stupid. Is the game fun? Absolutely. Do I need comics set in that universe? No. No, I do not. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it, I love it, the Spider-Man game on Marvel. Yeah. I love that Marvel Spider-Man game. Yeah. I don't give two shits about the Marvel Spider-Man video game comic. The game reverse. Don't need it. Uh, I will. I mean, I didn't pick it because it, of my. You know, it was so recent. But um, they did that shitty. Iron Man yeah. comic set in the game reverse based on the version of the Avengers from the game that's not out yet where they all look like terrible. Yeah. Like they all look like the stunt double versions of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, really weird. And you that idiot. comic was terrible. You've captured their stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
John Literal John Literal says Dan Necrosis is my dad's penis's name. My dad's pen name. Uh, no, oops, typo. Yeah, his penis on, name. <laughs> yeah, look, he says oops, oh. typo. My, his penis name. Oh, I see. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I. It, that's the thing. Like about those comics, it, it, I don't need them. We don't need to do it. If you make a fun video game, I'll play a fun video game, and I'm there I'll swallow it. Whatever. I'm playing a video game. Doesn't bother me at all. Micah but, points but out when they're like, "Oh man, we need to build a wall around half of Gotham City because that's uh, just too crazy." And the United <laughs> States is like, "Sounds good." It happened in the comics. <laughs> Go for it. It happened in the comics. That doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> like, no man's land. That was after a major earthquake. This was they just walled like, off the city, and the government of the United States said this city no longer exists. <laughs> I agree. It was dumb. Do not give me that. There that was a major earthquake, better. though, and they said everybody get yes. out of Gotham. Do you know what happens when there's a major earthquake in any other city in the United States? They fix stuff. Right. And yeah. the plan was to fix it. I no. Just at that no. point. The plan was DC or uh, Gotham City is no right. longer part of the United yeah, States. They were like, fuck it. It's too, it's too messed it's up. It's illegal to even try to go there. Yes. It was too messed up. Stop it. What do you want to do? Uh, Micah points out that injustice was already going when the new 52 happened. And for a long while, it was the only place to find versions of the characters that were anything like the versions they were uh, before God, DC ruined that's, it. That's the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. This is ridiculous. Set us up with a new question of the week. Please. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do my question that I came up with because I don't want to forget it. Oh, by the way, before I forget, Rich Rankin worked with Bill Willingham on the Elementals. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. There you go. He was a comico guy. So uh, I've got a I've got a bit of a winding uh, story here to get to the to the question. So bear with me. Uh, I have dis- I have currently discovered a podcast called The Office Ladies. Okay. And it is Jenna Fisher who played Pam. Yeah. And Angela Kinsey who played Angela. Love them both. Because for some reason half the characters on The Office were just named after their real names. I think they did that with just about everybody. Uh, I think the three or four at least. Yeah. Uh, just about everybody. Uh, anyway except uh, for michael scott basically well yeah uh, <laughs> uh, stanley's stanley's real name is not stanley michael obviously and then the main characters right. um and so it's this podcast where angela and pam uh recap each episode of the office one episode at a time with like their own behind the scenes insights sure. and blah, blah blah it's great it's a delight uh and uh, they told a story in the episode I'm listening now about how they uh, they got invited to the Golden Globes uh, because the show had been nominated, but it was really early on. So they weren't famous like they were just still they felt like normal people. Right. But here they were at the Golden Globes and Amy Adams, uh, who was in like the sixth episode, um, very quickly went on to become a major movie star. Right. And they're like, there's Amy. She knows us. And she's talking to Meryl Streep. Uh, we have to get Amy to introduce us to Meryl Streep. And it's this adorable story about how these just normal ass women got to briefly embarrassingly meet Meryl Streep. And then they were forgotten. I'm sure forever. Um, cool story, Joe Patrick. Where are so we going? It got me thinking. <laughs> it got me thinking about, uh, you can summit Mount, get to your point whenever yeah, you're ready. I, it got, it got me thinking about, uh, my own memories of getting to meet oh, okay. or, or getting to encounter, uh, famous people in the wild. Got I don't it. even necessarily mean like I went to a convention specifically to meet Stan Lee, though. Right. If that's your story, that's great. Sure. Um, so I want to know what is your favorite uh, celebrity encounter, but keep it nerdy. Yeah. You know, like nerdy celebrity, nerdy celebrity encounter. Yeah. Somebody from a, mo- a, a, a okay. comic book movie or a, a, 
Yeah. Or a comic creator or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the more famous, the better. But yeah, uh, I want to no, know. I disagree. I, I think like the more famous they are to you, the better. Well, you know, it's like that time. I mean, going to a comic convention and getting to meet Phil Hester, that's not really a funny celebrity story. But if you do have a funny story about it, great. Sure. Maybe Phil Hester farted really loud. Yeah, sure, right. Time. You know, you're like, yeah, oh, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You can think about that time I met Bendis where he was all alone, right. roped off with a velvet rope <laughs> at the Extrosion that nobody went to. Um, but yeah, I want to know your favorite uh Celebrity encounter, nerdy, nerdy celebrity, celebrity encounter. encounter. That'll be fun. Yeah, I've got a really, really good one. I do too. And there's tears in mine. I oh. cried. I cried. <laughs> oh, it was wow. beautiful. I'll tell the story next Is week. Is it when you told Jake the Snake Roberts that you loved him? No, uh, that's a. But that was a different story. Yeah. Oh, all right. And Jake the Snake, man, that dude, he gave me like a big, powerful hug, and I was like, "Is Jake the Snake gonna cry?" Like I really feel like, and because if he started crying, I was going to lose it. I lose it when tough guys cry. Oh my gosh. Sure. All right. We got to get out of here. You can always call us every week. 402-819-4894. Leave us a message with your answer about your favorite nerdy celebrity encounter. I love this question. This will be a lot of fun. We've got the regular show coming up next week where uh, we're going to talk about new warriors. We're going to talk about power pack. We're going to talk about all kinds of crap. Yeah. What was the third one? There was a third book. Yeah. The champions. Yeah. Which, I mean, basically that book hasn't ended. So, no. uh, yeah, yeah. Some some stuff happening. All manner of stuff coming up. Uh, you can always leave us an MP3 at twoheadednerd at gmail.com if you can't call in. Thank you, everybody, that played along. I've got some other topics here. Uh, Thank you, everybody, that chatted with us. Oh, Snake Eyes. They have confirmed that Snake Eyes is a reboot of the G.I. Joe film universe. Well, that's fine. Those old movies don't count. Good. I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally not a single moment of either of those movies. We're like, well, what about? No, I don't want any of it. Fuck it. Where everybody in Cobra was related. Fuck you. God, that's dumb. All right, we're getting out of here before I go on this rant. Uh, thank you, everybody, who played along. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Right here. Same uh, THN time, same THN channel. Right now, it's Two Headed Nerd. Signing off. That got a little bit Sorry. <laughs> Yikes!